Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. Let's talk college football with one of the best to ever do it from the University of Florida now with the SEC Network. Chris Doring joins us here on the podcast. I'm going to put one right in your wheelhouse. I want to talk about receivers just to start here. I look around the SEC. I really like Malik Neighbors. I think he's an outstanding receiver. But when I look at the SEC this year, there's not a a Jerry Judy, uh, Devontae Smith, a Jamar Chase, a truly elite top-tier receiver in the SEC, in my opinion. Am I wrong, or or is there somebody that you really, really like in this receiver class here in the SEC? No, you're you're right. I mean, the names that you just ripped off, too, are, I mean, we're talking about elite wide receivers over the last three or four years. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's a high bar to set it to, but it does seem like it's an interesting season in that we don't really have those, those uh, standout guys that we're we're used to coming back. It it feels weird in general between receivers and quarterbacks, how many different quarterback battles there are. And, and, you know, at a place like Alabama, not having that incumbent that we've grown used to and what they've gone through with, with with Jalen to Tua to Mac to Bryce, I mean, it, it felt like you always knew who the next one was going to be, and that you were going to be in capable hands. But it it certainly is a um, a little different situation at at Alabama and a number of other schools this year, as it talks about pass throwers and pass catchers. You mentioned Alabama there. That's a team that's very interesting to me because I think people always want to to jump on board on the idea that this is it and, and they're finally starting to fall apart. And I always think that's when they're they're kind of dangerous is when people give them a little bit of disrespect. Is it possible that Alabama is both overrated and underrated coming into this season? Uh, I think there's a possibility of that. You know, I mean, I, I the idea that this oh dynasty's over with is is kind of crazy. And, and and I don't. And if it is. You know, how would we even define dynasty? You know, I, I think what we're seeing is a dynasty being built in Athens, quite honestly. Um, and, and part of the rise of of what has happened in Athens is that you know the 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 uh, the dismay of of Alabama's program a little bit. The the, rec- the recruits have been taken away from there. Just you know, how good you know Georgia is at all positions and the depth at all positions and and being able to you know, kind of. You know, knock Alabama out a couple of times here recently. It's a, um, it, it's, it, it's, there can only be one, but you know, you look at the win total for Alabama this year, it's 10 and a half. I mean, that's, that's not a, uh, it's, that's not a bad season by most college football programs terms. It, it, if you miss the playoffs again for the second straight year, I think Alabama fans would certainly be a little upset about that, but um, I believe in Coach Saban. I believe in what they've built there um, in terms of of culture, and I believe in their ability to put people in the NFL. And um, that that's something that I think that's still very attractive to a lot of the top players in the country coming out of high school. When you look at the SEC, you know, way the the predictions are going to go when we get to media days. I think everybody's going to have Georgia at the top of the SEC, Alabama and LSU fighting it out here in the West, and then probably Tennessee second in in the East. So that's that's four. Who's the fifth best team in the SEC this year? Man, you can make an argument. We we talked about that last year at SEC Media Days. Who the third best team was in the country? And I, I'm I'm with you, man. I I'm big on uh, LSU. Uh, you you mentioned Malik Neighbors a second ago. I had a chance to 
cover LSU at, at the Citrus Bowl last year, and, and that team looks like they are on a mission, man, in terms of of uh, you know what they feel like they're capable of, the confidence that they have. So I, I have them as my my uh, representative from the West in the SEC championship game again. Um, but as it relates to that that next best team, man, I, I had a chance to to cover. So we're talking about. We're talking about the fifth. Are we talking about fourth or fifth here? We yeah, feel so good about Tennessee. Would be yeah, four. yeah. We got Tennessee at four. Man, I, I'm, I'm high on on uh, Ole Miss. You know, I, I think they may, may may have the best quarterback room in the country. Had a chance to cover them in the in the spring uh, game this year for the SEC Network. Um, you know, I I <laughs> I keep saying it, and uh, it's losing a little bit of the the punch. You know, I think the the boy who cried wolf after last year's prediction about Kentucky, but I believe in you know they they went out and got a one of the best available quarterbacks in the transfer portal in Devin Leary, bringing back Liam Cohen. There's a lot of big coordinator hires this offseason, but bringing back Liam Cohen, not bringing him back, getting him to come back to the college ranks, getting him to come back to Lexington was a huge coup. So I mean, you know, I'm tempted to put. But Kentucky in that mix maybe as the as the fifth best team. But I would say I would say those two teams and and maybe the biggest mystery of all this offseason is Texas AM. We're so used to la- the last two years of them being overranked. And then you start wondering this year, well, maybe are they underranked a little bit? Seven and a half wins is what Vegas has them at. You know, how does the Bobby Petrino experiment work out? So many uh, former head coaches on that that staff with Steve Adazio and DJ Durkin, along with 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 Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. It's like, all right, do we have too many cooks in the kitchen there? Is this finally the the move that they need to help take advantage of all that talent they've accumulated? You brought up AM. You know, I would say a season ago, going from top, you know, 10 preseason to a losing record was probably the biggest overall surprise in the conference. Maybe LSU winning the West could be up there as well. What's what's the surprise this year, be it good or bad? What's the team that's going to surprise in 2023? Ooh, man. Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, took the wind out of the sails there with talking about Kentucky prematurely, but I think they could be a team that, that really surprises. I, I'm a huge Mark Stoops fan. I love what he's built there. I feel like they underachieved last year because of their offensive line. Um, and I don't know if they've been able to shore up the offensive line issues that haunted them last year, but they've they've got they've got a lot of really good talent there and uh, a great culture in that locker room. Um, South Carolina's won, man. You know, I've I've under predicted South Carolina the last two years, and and all Shane Beamer his his group have done has gone out there and and proved me wrong. Uh, I think they're also at a seven or seven and a half win total. Um, one of my co-hosts on SEC this morning, uh, Alyssa Lang, a, a proud Gamecock graduate, and I were having a discussion about Carolina the other day. She, you know, we went through the schedule and she she saw a route that they could get to ten wins. So, you know, I, I don't know if that'll happen. Hopefully, Spencer Rattler can keep up the the hot streak he was on at the end of the season. But um, you know, I really believe in in what uh, Shane Beamer has built there in Columbia, and and what a great example of. You know, everybody on the outside doesn't always know best. They 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 went out and hired a guy that had no coordinator experience, uh, based upon you know the the fit from him and his previous time there in Columbia, and it's it's worked really well so far. You mentioned South Carolina. They play Mississippi State in Week Four. For State, that game is sandwiched between LSU and Alabama. For Carolina, it's sandwiched between Georgia and Tennessee. Is that the swing game of the season for both of those teams? The winner of that game can maybe push for eight, maybe even nine wins. The loser of that game will have to to really work to get to seven. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and, you know, another one of those mystery teams is certainly Mississippi State. I mean, we don't know, you know, what, what they're going to look like. Um, what, what's the, uh, you know, what's even the offense going to look like? Will Rogers comes back. Will Rogers probably the least talked about most experienced quarterback in the country. And, and, um, you know, I, I, Zach Arnett is a guy I really liked as a, as a defensive coordinator. Can he transition into being the head coach? And how does the offense look different without Mike Leach at the helm? But yeah, I think that's a, um, that's a, a, a huge game there to, you know, really affect the trajectory of each of those, those teams' programs. And you mentioned, I'm glad you talked about where those game, where that game falls in terms of, of on the schedule. So much of the success, and, and we did the, the 2024, um, opponent release on on Wednesday last week on the SEC network yeah. we released the opponents but we don't have the dates yet so it's it's really hard to predict what a team's going to do without knowing the succession of of games like it's, it's it's so many times you have a a three game swing when successive weeks in the SEC that can make or break your season and and each of those that you mentioned there the 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 Mississippi State South Carolina game is sandwiched in some very difficult games for each of those so it's it's a uh it's a very challenging thing to handicap especially without knowing you know the health of the team heading in we started with receivers we'll finish with one here in Starkville Tulu Griffin we know that he's a game changer in special teams probably the best kickoff return man in the SEC maybe in in the country in this new offense they're moving him into the slot which seems to be a more natural position for him can he be a game changer for Mississippi State at receiver Oh, I, I think so for sure. I mean, you, you talk about his abilities with the ball in his hand, w- what he has in in terms of measurables. Um, you know, can you translate that? That's what great offensive coordinators do: is they find ways to get their their best and most dangerous uh, playmakers in in one on one situations. And um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how they are able to utilize him, knowing what he's capable of doing, and 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 certainly. Yeah, you know, with the commitment to push the ball down the field a little bit more, you know, maybe that's an opportunity for him to have more more big plays catching the ball down the field instead of just uh, you know having to 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 make people miss with the ball in his hand. Any day you can talk about college football is a good day. Glad to do it with Chris Doring from the SEC Network. Man, really appreciate your time. Man, thanks for having me. Look forward to being back soon. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.